Welcome to the Play My Kid Podcast, and thank you for listening. Today's topic is the importance of relationships. Play My Kid is helping parents use sports to teach life skills to kids so they grow into happy and successful adults. I want you to know I really appreciate that you're taking a few minutes of your day to listen to today's podcast. These first few episodes are just setting the baseline for Play My Kid and to establish my perspective on the value and importance of youth sports in that it teaches the relationship skills that impact happiness as adults and it teaches the growth skills that we all need to continuously learn to be a little better each day and to make an impact with our lives. So today specifically, we're going to focus on the importance of relationships, who you should build relationships with as the adult, and what kind of relationships those are as good models for kids. So we're talking about raising kids. Let's be very clear about who you are building relationships with. In the context of youth sports, I'm going to think about uh, four categories, if you will, of people that adults, parents and coaches both, need to be very conscious about who those relationships are with and why that even matter. Um, We'll get into later. But there's a lot of people that you have relationships with that you have to factor into um, how you behave and and where you're conscious. That first group is all coaches. Now, those could be mentors. They could be assistants that you have on your teams, um, uh, head coaches. They could be your peers, um, somebody else maybe coaching a different age bracket or a parent of another age bracket. Um, those all matter because you start to have those connections and you may provide referrals for players. You you may want to understand, okay, should my son or daughter play for that coach? Or somebody may ask you that exact same questions, that same question, you know, has this coach, have you worked with this coach? What have you seen? Uh, paying attention to those things um, is valuable to everybody. Um, it's valuable for those parents and you can build some connections there, some networking there. And we'll talk even about uh, how you can leverage that information as feedback for that coach specifically, help them get better. But we'll, we'll pause on that whole thread of conversation right now. That's, so the first group that you can be very conscious about is, is coaches themselves. The second group of people you want to, as an adult, be very consciously be aware of your connection to your, your relationships is all parents. They could be, uh, someday they could be assistant coaches. You may end up using them, you know, using them as a reference for assistant coach, or uh, they may be connected to some other team that your son or daughter might be on. Um, they're good resources. They're very valuable relationships and connections that uh, give you the opportunity to build your friendship base um, and model that for your son and daughter. Uh, they may be able to help when um, 
you need a reference, you're curious about a coach they may have had an interaction or a program, or, you know, it could be something very, uh, very practical um, about a teacher at school or some contractor you might want to use. You never know. Um, and it's good to keep those connections in place um, and be very conscious about them. Same thing in reverse. They may come to you someday and look for a reference. You can be valuable to them. And um, we all uh, would like to be that because it, it means that we've got a little bit of expertise that others want. And uh, it's always good to help somebody else out. The third group of people, if you will, that uh, as adults we needed to be thinking about connecting with, which is some of your son and daughter's teammates. Um, you want to make sure that you can appreciate what, uh, uh, what those connections might be for your kids, um, and make sure that your kids, uh, avoid any negative talk about them. Uh, if they see you making connections, even with perhaps some of the most, uh, difficult to get along with kids, um, they can see that, you know, sometimes personalities are what they are. Uh, they may be uh, abrasive, they may be obnoxious to, to some, um, or they may not be the best athlete, but still it's good to, to model that you can treat them like you would want to be treated yourself. Um, not, to, not the least of which, uh, because usually when you're on a sports team together, uh, given we're talking about all these relationships in the context of sports, um, you're going to be there with them or your son or daughter will be there with them through every practice and game um, throughout a season. And you may end up because they're likely in the same age bracket in school together, in other teams and other activities. Um, it is good to be very conscious about those connections you have with other people and uh, teammates in particular. Finally, the one reason to, to think about those teammates is uh, making sure that you teach your kids and you model yourself how to encourage and demand supportive tones from from kids to each other um, and with adults and how they can those kids can often model for adults the best behaviors uh, when working with other people. Then finally, the, the through, third group of people we want to be very conscious of, consciously building relationships with are other players, and I'm thinking other players on other teams. Um, you may be watching a team, you may appreciate a great play, they may compliment them, and again, they may end up on the same team with their son and daughter later. When you get into high school, it can be a broad range of kids on the same team. Uh, you may be looking at them as a... Uh, um, as a complete stranger, but uh, you can always appreciate the success they show, the the wins that they have. Again, regardless of their skill, you you can tell when somebody's very excited about accomplishing something, um, and you can have an influence on that. Um, even if it's just to watch and encourage, um, or even uh, redirect when necessary. You should always be supportive of other players when they've fallen or been injured. You know, it's a long-standing practice uh, to to applaud somebody when they've finally uh, gotten, you know, the relief they need from an injury or gotten off the floor or off the field. 
um, or were able to get back into the game because, you know, it is just a game. You don't want to see anybody hurt. Um, the other thing that you can do is really be uh, as a, learn to be as objective as you can. When somebody um, gets hurt in a game because of a foul or a you know errant piece of equipment, um, an honest apology because it is just a game um, is always appropriate. Uh, accidents do happen, and we don't want to. Uh, Ignore it just because you happen to be in a competitive situation. If you were to trip somebody on the street or step on their phone or get into a car accident, you'd apologize. I don't know why it would be any different just because you happen to be competing in the same game. And finally, uh, when you're thinking about other players and building those connections, it is absolutely imperative that you refrain from calling names, if you will, uh, a la grade school or labeling kids and other players um, because you just never know first off but also it's just not the right thing to do treat other people with respect just as you'd want to be respected regardless of what it is you may not be the best player on the floor at some time when you get to some levels and you may be the best um, people say some of the the the, the rudest uh, rudest things about people when they think they're not listening. Always think about this in the context. You shouldn't be saying anything unless it's nice, necessary, and true. Very easy rules to follow. It's not always easy to execute, but it's a very clear line. So now that we've talked about the types of people and roles in youth sports that both you as a parent and as a player should really be conscious about building relationships with. Let's talk about what kind of relationships we're talking about. Now, first of background, I'm a firm believer that we're all connected. And I don't just mean in a very high-level, philosophical, humanistic way, but everywhere you go, people begin to recognize you. After the first, second, third, fourth time, even if you happen to see somebody in traffic or at the grocery store or um, at a park walking around the neighborhood, whether you realize it or not, you have a relationship with that person. It may, may not be very strong, but you do have an influence on them. And generally, the the better we can appreciate those connections, um, and the more we can build on them. And those who are able to appreciate all those real connections they make, not just the simple coincidental ones, but the deepest ones where you have long, valuable conversations or even able to be, do um, all kinds of favors for um, or, you know, the love of your life, the family members that you have, people that will uh, never leave you because of that dedication. Those that can build on every single type of those relationships, have friends everywhere they go. It's really hard to do. The better you can do it, the easier and happier your life will be. So for context and for reference and throughout the, the Play My Kid um, content, and whether we're talking about the website or podcast, I expect we'll probably have some sort of baseline of conversation 
Uh, and I'll probably end up in documenting this a little better. But for discussion's sake, we're going to talk, just think about the various levels of relationships you have. If you were to think about the absolute lowest and probably the least appreciated is the type of relationship you have where you completely ignore somebody else. You kind of know they're there because they might be your neighbor. You happen to see them driving in the car in traffic. They're a faceless, nameless person. And you almost ignore them. And sometimes you don't even know they exist as a person other than the fact that they're driving one of those thousands of cars you might see in traffic. But I'd like to consider that like a negative one level relationship. Really, it's really almost inhuman the way you view that that person existing. Now, that seems kind of like a morbid way to start, but it's a baseline for what we don't appreciate very much at all when it comes to relationships. Moving up that scale, if I were to say like an index zero relationship is you may make eye contact or, you know, maybe make a, a positive facial expression, a head nod or something like that, as in good day for somebody you see in a hallway or in a sidewalk or store, and you happen to accidentally make eye contact with them. Very, very basic, but you are making connection with that person. So think about what is your face telling them? Perhaps the next up level up for that is you actually go so far as to consciously put a smile on your face, say hello as if you recognize them and they're friendly back. We'll call that an index one kind of relationship. An index two might be a a, a pleasant uh, intro. It might be an elevator conversation. You say, hey, how's the weather? Very shallow, superficial, but you're able to make a friendly little dialogue with that person. You're kind of building up on just a simple hello or a, or a, a passing. You're actually making an initial connection, and you never know what that might turn into. If you happen to have the same patterns, you happen to ride the same elevator frequently or the same walkway, um, who knows where those connections fall into. For those who have been along, around a long time, it's amazing how coincidental shopping experiences turn into uh, deep friendships that uh, came out of seemingly out of nowhere. So we're going to call that a number two index. A number three relationship, and right now I'm feeling like these numbers are not necessarily the best way to reference these different types of relationships, but we'll go with it for now. So a number three would be the, the kind where you get to know their name and a little bit of their perspective. Perhaps you've got something in common with this person because not just because you're shopping at the same place, but maybe you're watching the same youth sports game as a parent. Um, kids may end up in the same club with each other and uh, or in the same sports team uh, three years ago or something like that. I don't know. Um, but it's a pretty superficial, yeah, I kind of remember you and know your name and a little bit of where you're going from, going you know, why we have something in common or something we can relate to. Well, then we, as we start to ratchet up that connectedness, um, I'm going to say that level four is when you really start to get known their personal life. Think about uh, something that might happen on a date or um, some a coworker where you end up with some social time and you start really trying to dig deeper into getting to know this person. You start to know a little bit about their family, what their their hobbies are, um, where they work, if it's not at work, or where they went to school, what their favorite sports teams are. 
uh, what might be going on in their family, their kids. It, it's amazing what you can learn um, from people that may be just a simple acquaintance or I'll actually say a little more than an acquaintance, um, and you're starting to build an actual friendship uh, and a little bit of a trust between this between you and this person. And when it comes to friendships and, and context for relationships, a level five, and this is as far as we'll go up, and you can imagine this can go all the way up to a 10 where you're talking about the love of your life and understanding uh, you know, every inner working and anticipating every one of their thoughts and needs. Um, but in the context of uh, youth sports, we're going to probably go as far as a, what I'm labeling a, an index five relationship where it gets to the point where they introduce you to somebody else as a friend. So they genuinely believe that you're that connected to them, that, you know, it's a somewhat random connection. It's not because you're a family member or a coworker, but you actually have become this person's friend and they introduce you to somebody else as a friend. That is, can be one of the highest compliments and, and greatest satisfactions of why maybe you have really made a connection with this person. Many people take that for granted, but it's a very important step, especially when you consider some of these lower index relationships I was just talking about. So as we move deeper, playing my kid and talking about relationships, we'll, in future episodes, start talking about um, who you need to teach players to build relationships with, who in their life is going to be important, and where, what's your role to not just model it, but to actually teach them uh, to be very explicit about building those connections. I'm sure we'll even get into talking about why relationships really are important, how love and respect and human desire really fit into making those connections. And I hope we'll even be able to talk quite a bit about how you make those connections. What practical steps, what skills do you need to have and teach others? It doesn't come natural to everyone And even those who think they do, there's always ways to improve. Well, I hope these first few episodes uh, are not too boring, but it does set a little bit of a foundation about where Play My Kid is going. Understand my perspective right now. I I frankly, as we go deeper into uh, conversations with other parents and coaches, that um, I will continue to learn more about the impact of uh, youth sports on kids today and in the past. You know what? What does everybody else learn from them, and what are parents really hoping kids get from their experience in youth sports? It's not always just the uh, the scholarship or the professional contract that everybody dreams of. I think there are some very genuine uh, skills, life skills, and human skills, and frankly, even learning skills that. U sports teaches people that they really don't always recognize because they might be competitive. Uh, nevertheless, uh, as we move forward, uh, the next few episodes, we'll continue to set this baseline for what uh, what's driving the purpose and some of the pr- core principles and beliefs uh, I have for Play My Kid so that we can begin some really deep conversations about how are we going to make some changes uh, to improve youth sports, to make sure that uh, kids really enjoy it um, and learn so that uh, we can pass on and improve the, uh, the social and life skills of the uh, next generation. Thanks again for listening today. 
and hope you stick around and uh, on uh, your favorite podcast channel and you uh, subscribe to the Play My Kid podcast and, and look for the next, ep- next, next episode as uh, we continue to hopefully roll out some really great content. And I hope you uh, can provide a review. Tell them what you're thinking. Send us a note. Send me a note at kurt at playmykid.com. Go to our website, playmykid.com, and join our mailing list and get some updates as uh, we have more and more information. Uh, I appreciate your support, and we'll see you next time.